and welcome to the Pushing Whimsy podcast. I am your host, David Taylor. And I'm Beth Van Horn. And uh, welcome to the inaugural podcast of Pushing Whimsy. Uh, who we are, uh, we're uh, just individual people, and uh, Pushing Whimsy is all about finding your, uh, finding your hopes, finding your, uh, finding your dreams, and uh, seeing if you can push that out just a little bit further and make it happen. So, uh, what this podcast is all about is just being, uh, being ourselves and sharing that with the rest of the world. So, what we did, we uh, went and saw Kevin Smith here, I guess it's been two weeks ago now? Uh, two or three weeks, yeah. I think. Saw him at the uh, Mission Creek Festival down in Iowa City. Typically, when Kevin Smith does a, uh, a Q&A session like this... Uh, gives about two hours worth of time and uh, started off the evening by saying that that uh, he'd been given the okay to just go until midnight so he decided to give us five hours of time d- doing questions and answers actually got about seven questions during oh, that time which is huge no, i think that it was more like 12 because some of the questions were just like can you sign this or take a picture which only took a couple of minutes but Compared to what a normal Kevin Smith Q&A is, it probably has about three questions per two-hour session. So we really lucked out, and it was a, it was wonderful of Kevin Smith as a person to take that time to spend with us. He could have hopped on the plane right after his show, but he decided to stick around because he was really a decent human being. Yeah, he was pretty awesome. It was fun. It was fun getting some of those backstories, and uh, he he talked a lot about uh, Tusk and uh, and how that uh, how that has been a uh, a critically critically panned movie, but uh, everybody seems to like it in the fan community. We're uh, still pending the viewing of this because it has been uh, listed as as a pretty traumatic viewing experience. Uh, so he talks a lot about pushing whimsy during his uh, Q and A, and pushing whimsy is just about chasing your dreams. Uh, it's what he did with Tusk. It's what he's done with uh, Yoga Hosers. Uh, what is coming up with upcoming films as well, and uh, it's where he started out with on Clerks. Clerks was the uh, first movie he did. It was done all off of uh, just advances on his credit cards and. If you know anything about Kevin Smith, you know that story. Uh, he got uh, got away from being the true independent filmmaker by his own definition and has gotten back to that now with Tusk and Yoga Hosers. And I uh, don't remember what the name of the third one was. Uh, there's a, Yeah, I don't remember. I just remembered being very excited um, about Hashtag Moose, yes. Uh, so I don't want to give away too much because it's, it's up and pending. It's not even fully written yet. Still working on, uh, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's at this point. But let's just say that it gets back to, I think, the true embodiment of Kevin Smith. Um, just that crazy enough to make it work type of whimsy. Making, making the movie because who else is going to make it? Um, exactly. And of course, he uh, he talked a little bit about Clerks Three coming, and I'm uh, pretty stoked for that as well. Uh, so who we are? I'm uh, I'm just a, a 45 year old guy who uh, lives in uh, lives in mid east or Midwest uh, in Iowa, and uh, 
this is just what we want to do. Uh, uh, you know, I, uh, I work a retail job, I'm a boss, and that's kind of just where that's at. Uh, what about you? Tell them a little bit about you. Dude. Well, I'm not going to tell them how old I am. Mm. So that's, <laughs> nice. that's, uh, that's my classy move for the day. Uh, but I work an office job, uh, strictly a nine to five, Monday through Friday. I'm a boring drone and a cog in a machine. Um, we also have a 14 month old son. Um, I am not from Iowa. I am a transplant here, or as some people like to say, I'm held captive. Uh, I can tell you that my first impression of Iowa, uh, being from the East coast, was uh, going across from Illinois to Iowa along I-80, seeing all the corn and turning and asking, are there any people here? Well, there are people here. They don't live in shacks. They actually live near a major city. We kind of live in the burbs. Uh, we both work in a major city. And we are essentially like the embodiment of the nerd community. I like that. Yeah, that works. Uh, you know, the room that we're recording in uh, is affectionately by us called the Nerdery. Uh, it's uh, where the uh, computer equipment is. It's where all of our uh, action figures and uh, and uh, uh, Funko Pops are. Uh, and it's uh, it's uh, where we do most of our uh, most of our critical thinking. Uh, so. You know, for as critical as it is, those of you who know me know that the uh, idea of critical thinking is pretty short-lived. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so we're going to talk a little bit about just what's going on here and in the world and around and see where it takes us. Uh, obviously, uh, you're listening to this. It's uh, about five days uh, as we're recording this since uh, Prince passed away. And uh, it's been three days. Three days. It's been yeah. three days. Three since days. Chris okay. It away. feels so much more. Uh, Prince. Uh, Prince was the soundtrack of my generation. Uh, he's been the soundtrack of all the generations since, and uh, he's truly an innovator. And who, I, I'm gonna miss him terribly. Um, the good news is, according to uh, all the reports, he's got thousands upon thousands of songs tied up in his vault and if they ever get released uh, our great grandkids will be listening to prince uh, new prince albums so so let's back up a little bit so for those who haven't been keeping up with the news i.e your internet's been down or you officially live under a rock uh when prince passed away at paisley park they had interviewed uh, several of his staff one of the people on his staff was the architect that had essentially built paisley park and had uh built prince this special vault that he commissioned just to put his music in that included released songs released under un under artist songs and unreleased songs there is estimated probably about 600,000 tracks in this vault that Prince has just been stacking up over the course of, of his lifetime. And so, yeah, as Dave was saying, I mean, we are probably going to be listening to Prince recordings for the rest of our lives. And even our great-grandchildren will be listening to newly released Prince things. Which will be awesome. Um, 
I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next after all of this. So let's move on to some things that are slightly uh, less sad than that. Uh, got uh, got uh, four kids myself. Uh, got my, my oldest son. Uh, we refer to him affectionately as Boy Wonder. Uh, he is my twin. Uh, clone. Yeah, clone. Clone, yeah. Clone. Uh, born in a test tube is what uh, what the popular rumor is. Uh, got a 14-year-old daughter. Got an 11-year-old daughter. And uh, then we got X, who is uh, 14 months. So uh, my uh, my oldest and my daughter, uh, Boy Wonder and uh, and uh, what did we say? Girl Spawn. Yeah, the Girl Spawn have uh, picked up on Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, uh, you know when I was uh, very young, when I was in my uh, in my early teens, uh, Dungeons and Dragons was in its heyday back in the seventies, eighties, and. Uh, uh, for my kids to, to come back to me with, hey, how do you create a character for D&D? And uh, they've been pushing pretty hard to get this together. We actually swung by a local gaming shop and uh, picked up uh, a set of uh, polyhedral dice for uh, myself and Beth and for uh, the girl spawn. Uh, my uh, boy Wonder picked up a player's guide and uh, definitely a different player's guide than the one that I had you know, 30 plus years ago. Uh, it's about double the thickness, and it's all glossy and pretty looking. Uh, but it sounds like sometime in the next couple of weeks we're going to get together and create characters and play Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, so it makes me wonder, too. You know, I played Dungeons & Dragons when I... Let's see. I, it was after college, so I probably would have been about 22, 23, 24 years old is when I first played D and D, and I played all different fashions. I mean, you have different categories of role playing games where, depending on, you know, your fancy, you can be a werewolf, you can be a vampire, you can go with the standard Dungeons and Dragons characters. But uh, ultimately, it's the same fashion. You roll the dice, you move your mice. Nobody gets hurt. Uh, maybe. Maybe. And nobody gets laid. <laughs> yeah. So there's. It makes me wonder. Um, given that uh, Boy Wonder was sort of raised as a, as a nerdist and he is into a lot of the things that we as part of the nerd community are into, the girl spawn is not. And it makes me wonder why on earth she would want to play Dungeons and Dragons when she's really all about listening to Five Sauce and watching Disney Channel rejects. I, I don't really know what what the inspiration for her is at that point and why she's so excited to play. The only really exposure she's gotten it has been from us. She spends a lot of time at her mother's house where, you know, it doesn't, the nerd is, it doesn't run as rampant through there. Right. So it makes me wonder why all of a sudden our kids are looking to join forces and become well join forces and become this you know gang of, of nerders i mean it, Di it makes dynamic me, duo of nerdism yeah it just it makes me wonder they i mean they they don't really get along per se when they're together they're several years apart in age 
I don't know why this is the thing that's brought them together. I, I don't know, but I, I fully endorse this. <laughs> well, you know, it's just like, you know, what's next? It's one step next to LARPing. Oh, my gosh. It's an entry gaming hazard. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I I look forward to uh, to generating a character i've actually thought about trying to find my my old character from when i played back in the day with my folks and my older brother and uh i'm guessing that that character is long gone by now well uh, and i would even say too like how would it be fair everyone else is going to be starting at level one you're going to be like 11 2037 because it's been 30 years since you played dnd like i wonder if it's like you leave you know, Super Mario 3 on pause, and you just keep, like, generating stuff as you wait. Yeah, sure. That works. That works. <laughs> Go into a, a, a hyperstasis state and just, uh, yeah. you know, continue to, to get XP just by, like, not shitting your pants. Yes, yes. Well, you know, and have to figure my character was in its 20s back 30 years ago, so he'd be 50. So, yeah, it would be about time for him to have the uh, Depends chainmail, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on how this all goes. Uh, so, uh, yesterday, uh, being that uh, that I do work retail as, as a manager, uh, I work a uh, five-and-a-half-ish day work week, sometimes six, sometimes seven, sometimes 21 in a row. I've uh, just come off of one of these long streaks and uh, had a uh, d- half day yesterday. Uh, bugged out of work a little bit early and decided uh, we were going to take uh, X to uh, the uh, local petting zoo. It's called Old McDonald's Farm. Uh, there'll be a link for that on the uh, site uh, upcoming as well. Uh, Beth was super excited. Beth was stoked. Uh uh, she uh, she was like, oh, we go to the petting zoo and he'll pet all these animals. It'll be great. Very good mind. He's he's 14 months old, so uh, the level of excitement could vary from being just freaking out to uh, not even acknowledging the animals there. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, and let's and let's be clear. Like this is extraordinarily out of character of me. Since I've become a mother, I have done more things than I would in my previous life so to speak such as you know go outside yeah and go anywhere near farm animals that aren't laying on a plate in front of me that's true yeah and the fact that i was excited to go pet a cow that was that's pretty a pretty big deal and you know i at this point x has only been exposed to dogs and cats and he's okay with those I just wanted him to see that, you know, pets aren't, you know, the only animals that are out there. I want to teach him about all the different kinds of animals. What better way to do it at a friendly little petting zoo? Yeah. And uh, for uh, for Girl Spawn, her, her big thing was we had to remind her that she's not allowed to duck nap any ducklings. Mm-hmm. So there was uh, some keeping uh, an eye on her for that as well. It was amazing. It was a really good time. X got a chance to uh, to pet a cow and a couple of them. He got to see sheep, ducks, ducklings. Got to see a rabbit and got the opportunity to pet it, although he refused. And uh, got to see some baby uh, baby rabbits that were adorable. Oh, what there, else did there he was see? A pig. There was a pig. We we sat down, fed the pig. Pig yep. was uh, quite compliant to that. As soon as you give him food, he was ready to go. 
Uh, we also uh, fed some goats, mini we, goats. We did feed mini goats. Uh, the mini goats were very cool. The one that, that did come up to us had some little, uh, some little uh, uh, rocker horns. It was pretty cool. And a, a very, very uh, slipknot cover. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was very cool. Yep. <laughs> yep. But uh, it was a good time. We spent some time with that. Shortly after that, we ended up going out to this local gaming shop, got those polyhedrals we talked about earlier. And it was a pretty good day overall. It was. The, the only thing that I, I, you know, I would expect Petting Zoo to be a little bit bigger, that there was uh, people were warning me all over Facebook that, oh, it was going to be packed because it was the opening day and, there, you know, there's going to be so many people and, and your son's just going to get horribly overstimulated and, and get overwhelmed. And, and I was like, and, it's fine, you know, it's fine. We we're going to go later in the afternoon. And really, honestly, there were maybe like 20 people there other than ourselves. And it was uh, really kind of like a small area. I expected more animals. I, I expected a bigger area. Uh, I expected just, uh, I don't know, I expected a little bit more well, out well, of it. And it's, it's a petting zoo in the middle of town. It is, it is, you know. It is a petting zoo in the middle of a major city and uh, in in a park, no less. So the size of it probably for that park was appropriate. I just, all the hype, I was expecting a little bit more. Not that I didn't enjoy myself. I just, I, I just expected it to be bigger. Like I expected like, you know, more than just like the baby cows. Yeah. I expected there to be some horses, maybe. Uh, I expected... They said there were going to be vendors there. I didn't see no any vendors. vendors. Uh, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really see much of anything, really. I kind of, like, stayed to the sidelines. I was pushing uh, pushing the stroller. I was up and petting the cow. Um, laughing at all the kids who were getting poop all over their legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh- we did get some uh, get some pictures and video of uh, of X and uh, the girl Spawn petting the cow and hanging out with the pig, and it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Uh, well, there's the one picture that I I absolutely love of the girl Spawn, and she's petting the cow, but she's got this like scrunched up face, like it's killing her to touch the cow. Well, no, no, it was because the cow stank. <laughs> uh, the, the cow the cow I think had farted right when she uh, when they took we got that picture in. Uh, oh, it knows its own kind. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Shit My Wife Says. Uh, uh, kind of a play on the uh, on the Shit My Dad Says, uh, Shit My Roommate Says, Shit My Teacher Says. Uh, Beth is notorious for having these uh, little pieces of wisdom that she drops on people at random uh, her Facebook is full of several of them uh, a good example is uh, I, I need some help carrying something oh no 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 I okay. think you, you kind of like set it oh. up there a little bit wrong and you bunted uh, the it's a piece of random wisdom to help you through your day you should always carry around two sacks that way, when somebody asks you to carry something, you can say, I'm sorry, I've got these two sacks. Nah. Nah. And for some reason, Girl Spawn thinks this is the most hilarious thing she's ever heard. Yeah, true. And uh, I, I've often brought it up in conversation, like, you need to carry this. Well, but, well, but you're not carrying two sacks, so you better get up and get moving. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
We'll uh, we'll have we'll have random ones of these that drop in uh, during during the course of the podcast. Uh, so uh, one of the things that uh, that I want to touch base on is uh, why are we call why are we calling this pushing whimsy? Aside from Kevin Smith saying, "Hey, pushing whimsy," blah blah blah. Uh, it you know it sounds like a real pussy kind of name for a podcast, especially. Uh, Especially podcasts that uh, it's going to be open and brutally honest and having fun like this one. Uh, it's you know, pushing whimsy is all about uh, taking those dreams of what you wanted to do when you were younger or even not so much younger, and uh, and pushing against the status quo. All the people who are the why nots, uh, it's pushing back against them and saying, well, why? You know, let's do this. Let's I, let's make this happen. I think that was backwards. It was pushing against oh, the. Yeah. It was pushing. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pushing against the whys and and giving them some why nots. There you go. Um, you know, showing that uh, just because everybody else has said that this isn't a good idea or it's a, it's not uh, not feasible. It's pushing it out there and and seeing how far you can take it. Uh, if, you know, if I'm doing a podcast and it fails miserably, guess what? I tried it. I did what I could. And maybe I'll try a different version of it sometime in the future. But I have a feeling everybody's going to love this. I'll have a million subscribers. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. Yeah, was, uh, yeah that'd be awesome. Yeah. But, uh, you know, everybody has their own whimsy to push against. And, uh, you know, Beth's got something she's got going on the side. And... Uh, yes, wave, wave at the nice people. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got this. Uh, it's it's not just about my podcast or her project or anything like that. It's, it's using this cycle of thought to put into everyday life. It's not just my podcast. It's what I do with work. What am I doing to push further to make that more enjoyable? And what am I doing with my family to make this more enjoyable? What am I doing to, uh, just in general, to make things a better place? And, uh, you know, chase your whimsy. Go and find what you want to do. So long, and, and again, referring back to, to Kevin Smith's great wisdom, as long as what you're doing is not hurting somebody else, you know, as long as your whimsy isn't, I want to kill as many people as possible. As long as it's not something like that, go for it. Try it out. See what happens, you know? You're not hurting you. You're not hurting them. Everybody's cool. Make it happen. Uh, so that's where we're at. That's uh, that's what we're looking at. Uh, we're going to wrap up here. I appreciate you guys taking a few minutes to listen in. We'll do this regularly. Uh, the plan is to release these either every Sunday or Monday, but uh, we might do it more frequently. We might do it less. I don't know. We'll try and get on a schedule. Till we do, though... Uh, Tell people, share the share the wealth. Let them know that we're here, and uh, hopefully we entertained you a little bit. Hopefully we made things a little bit more fun than your average day. Uh, for the time being, I am David, and I am Beth, and we will see you next time on Pushing Whimsy.